This is Matt from the Man Cave. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching, guys. Hey, today is August the 4th. Hope you're having an excellent day. Guys, it is so hot today. It's not even funny. And here's the thing. I can't wait for winter. I can't wait for Christmas to come up. I hope I get an invitation to the turkey dinner, guys, from you in the Man Cave. Hey, guys. Today, we're going to be in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. And here's the thing. If I had to title this devotion, it'd be Extreme Man Cave. Oh, why? What are we talking about? We're talking about warfare. And you're like, get back, Matt. Really? Getting it on? Getting it done? Pulling the sword? Pulling the Glock? Not like that. Spiritual warfare and how it affects you daily and what happened in my life two days ago. Okay, great example. Listen to Peter. Okay, again, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. And it says this, be alert and sober-minded. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Friends, our text today is talking about a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. If we were to go to Africa, oh, and all those people listening and watching in Africa, kudos to you. Thanks from that in the man cave. Hey, listen, a lion just isn't walking up on his prey and saying, hey, lay down. I'm about to rip your head off and eat you for dinner. No, what does he do? He hides in the brush. He's hiding down here. He's sneaking around, okay? He's very tactical about his approach, okay, and how he's going to get his prey. The same is with Satan and the kingdom of Satan. You have to understand that. They're not joking around, okay? When this text is talking about he's roaring around, seeing whom he may do what? devour. And, and a lot of Christians and a lot of people who aren't grounded in Christ and those people who occasionally go to church, they don't understand what is taking place in life right now. They don't now. understand what Satan's objective is. Okay? What is his objective in your personal life? It is to murder, if he could get away with it by Almighty God, to steal, to kill, to destroy, to lame, to put you in fear, to steal your peace, your joy, ruin your witness, get you off the field, and get you on the sidelines. He wants to take you out of the game. So let me give you a great example. My wife and I like to walk at night, okay? After our long walk, we sometimes go by the gym, and I try to do a few sets, okay? We're in the gym, and all of a sudden, this man walks in. Watch this very carefully. All of a sudden, I lost all my peace. Okay, and we've talked about that before, that our peace is an indicator, okay? When we have a check in our system, something is wrong. All of a sudden, I look at this man, and he's 6'2", maybe about 400 pounds. He's a huge man, okay? Now watch this. All of a sudden, it's not so much that I have an issue with the man. I realize right up front, I don't have an issue with this guy. Okay, I say this, live and let live. But I recognize my spirit drained. Okay, my peace left me. And all of a sudden, my spirit is so agitated. Okay, and it just happens when the guy opened the door. That's when it took place. You guys, our text today says this. It starts like this. Be alert and be sober-minded. Acknowledge the danger. Watch this. When the guy walked in, I'm acknowledging that something is taking place spiritually in my life. Okay, so I'm acknowledging that. I'm not caving into what? I'm not caving into fear. This is, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of strength, a spirit of love, and a spirit of what? Sound mind. The battle is up here, guys. Watch this. Watch this. A lot of times we think the battle is here. The battle is drawing our weapon. The battle is 
pulling out our edged weapon, okay, and slicing them up like a Christmas turkey. No, you've missed it. The battle is all up here, okay? Your understand of what is taking place and what God has spoken in his That's word. Where the battle lies, okay? You holding on to the promises of Almighty God and you understanding the promises of Almighty God. The last thing you ever want to do is to go into war with an individual and not understand the weapons of the warfare, okay? You have to understand what is taking place. In Ephesians chapter 6, it says that for we, that's you and I, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against, watch this, principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Watch this. My fight is never against another individual. Listen very carefully, okay? A lot of people will think, that guy, he's evil. True. That's a true statement. That's why, here's the thing, I never turned my back on this guy one time, okay? Right. So here's the thing, the enemy would like you, okay, to engage that man. That man's evil, that man's out to hurt you, okay? And the enemy would try to stir up your spirit because what you're feeling is absolutely real. You're in the middle of a spiritual conflict. But that guy over there, here's the thing, Satan is just using him, okay? Meaning this, he has allowed his life to be opened some way and Satan has got a stronghold. Satan is either this, he is possessing him, okay? Because of the darkness in his heart and his decision, Satan has actually entered him or Satan is oppressing him, meaning he's having his way with him, okay? I've seen it both ways. This individual has allowed Satan somehow, some way to get a stronghold in his life. Satan is using him as a host, okay? He's using him because he's what? Weak-minded. He's made poor decisions, okay? Guys, lifting weights and he's, listen, he's going like this. Ah! Ah, shut up. He had some little kid with him. Watch this. He has this small kid with no shirt on, about 13, 14 years old. And he's lifting weights and the kid was asking him a question. He says, shut up. I said, shut up. Did you hear me? I said, shut up. What is that? That's anger. Okay. What is that? That's what's on the inside coming out. What is that? That's darkness. That's filth. Okay. That's Satan, okay? And so he keeps on going machine to machine to machine, doing a set and screaming at the top of his lungs. Why? Because to me, I believe he was possessed, okay? He has a demon influencing him. And he's so angry because why? There's light in the room. Who's the light? Is it me? It's not me. It's who lives inside me. It's Christ. You're like, well, Matt, what ends up happening? Here's the thing. His spirit is agitated because of my spirit. My spirit's agitated because of the junk he just brought into the room where I'm at, okay? He leaves, okay? When he leaves, does that feeling leave? Somewhat, but not altogether, okay? I wait about five minutes, keep on lifting weights, keep on praying. I gotta go to the bathroom. I walk into the bathroom, okay? Watch this very carefully. He has his hands down the little boy's pants, okay? You're like, give me a break. Are you kidding me? So I walk in. I witness what's taking place. I slam the door to allow him to know, uh-uh, partner, this ain't happening. Not on my watch, okay? I go to the bathroom, okay? He gets out of there really quick. Hey, here's the thing. Smartest thing he ever do. I'm going to the bathroom. He skedaddles. Smart decision. Look at, look at. That's all I'm going to say there. No arrogance, no pride. Smart decision, okay? Well, I go to the bathroom. Out of the bathroom, back into the weight room. Who's there again? It's the Joker, okay? But now I understand this. Okay, but okay. now, 
Something has changed. What's changed? I have information. I understand the perversion that's given Satan access, okay, to that man, okay? It's pedophilia, okay? He's fooling around with little kids, This okay? is the avenue, okay? He, he, he's a pedophiliac, okay? He's into pornography. He's, he's into those things that God says are what? Are darkness. He's into those things, okay, that God says absolutely no to, okay? This is the door, the key, the lock that Satan has walked on into his life, okay? Because of his decision. That's probably just one area of his life. And again, once you understand Romans chapter 1, you'll understand all that takes place. It's just not that act. It's what follows that act. And if God has taken a step back or two or given that guy up, you have to realize that guy is dangerous. There is nothing restraining him, but everything is protecting me. Do you understand? This guy is a free agent for Satan. He can bring destruction. He can bring hurt. And, and just as the snap of Satan speaks something to him, he will act upon that because he's weak in the mind. How do we know that? Because of his decisions, okay, to sin against God. In our text today, we said this, that Satan's roaring around like a lion. But if we go back one verse, it says this, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares. See, God is saying, Come to me when you come across Satan, when you come across these demons, when you come across storms or these pains or suffering in life. I'm there for you. I will direct you with my eyes. I will safeguard you. I will protect you. There is nothing stronger than my blood. Okay? One of the titles for Jesus is he is the host of the angel armies of heaven. He's the captain. He's the guy that calls the shots. It is okay. God who calls the shots, okay, to send angels to safeguard you to protect you at least you dash your foot against a stone accidentally not testing the Lord God Almighty in Job chapter 1 verse 7 tells us something about Satan now watch this it says the Lord said to Satan where did you come from Satan answered the Lord he says from roaming about the earth walking up and down in it okay your enemy of your soul is prowling around looking for areas of darkness looking for areas of sin that he can slide his foot on into your life now as a Christian he cannot possess you, but as a Christian, he definitely can oppress you because of sins. Satan loves for you to belong to God and to choose contrary to God's word, ways, means, and his spirit. Why? Because we call that sin. A lot of times we don't repent of sin quickly enough, okay, and turn from that sin. We engage in sin and we incorporate those things into our life because we think they bring us some type of pleasure. As we do that, whether it's a Christian man looking at pornography or it's you stealing from the company, it doesn't matter. Lying, deception, thievery, that's all of Satan. As we do that, we've cracked the door for Satan. Now we are moving forward blinded because we're blinded in sin. That's the word of God. That's not Matt's word, okay? Isaiah 59, 1 and 2 says, my arm is not short that I cannot save, and my ear dull that I cannot hear. But your sins have caused you not to be able to hear me. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so Satan takes advantage of you trying to please this flesh. Satan is always 
placing things before you, wanting you to nibble on the poison, wanting you to engage on the poison, wanting you to incorporate the poison. Friends, there isn't a day goes by that we don't make mistakes, that we don't sin against God. But I have always said this, keep a very short list with God. Repent of that. Turn from We always make mistakes, but that's why Jesus came. Jesus didn't come to save the righteous. He came to save sinners like me. So I do. In my heart of hearts, I'm pumping the 50s. I got 50 here and 50 here, and I'm just going back and forth. But I'm praying. My wife is there. She's praying. She's sensing the same thing I'm sensing. Is it the person who's indwelling evil, or is it Satan who's hanging out with the person? And guys, here's the thing. It's not question-answer time. Um, When was the last time you were at church? Have you given your life to Jesus Christ? No, this, I'm facing evil face-to-face. -face. I'm facing the roaring lion. I'm so, my spirit is so agitated that I realize that this guy, the way I'm feeling, I feel like this guy could just snap at any given second and come and try to attack me. But what am I doing in my heart? What am I doing in my mind? I'm pleading the blood of Jesus over my wife and I. I'm asking God for that hedge. I'm asking God for that wall of fire. I'm asking God for those angels, okay? I'm using spiritual weapons versus carnal weapons. Do you understand? Sure, it would be easy to shoot this guy. This guy is not the problem. This guy is lost. He's opened his life to Satan. There's strongholds in his life, okay? If he continues to live like that, he will go to hell. If I was to go to Paul's writings in Romans chapter 1, I'm going to see an example, okay, of what takes place with demon possession. You're like, no way. Yeah, way. Okay. What I'm, I'm just going to highlight it. Okay. In verse 24, 26, and 28, God says this, I gave them up. I gave them up. I gave them over. Meaning God has washed his hands of those individuals. Why? Because they were making decisions. They were making choices. They were living outside of Christ, outside of the boundaries. Okay. In a way that God just does this. He takes a step back. He takes a step back. Back, and then finally he flips his hands open. I'm talking about an individual who's living life, but they're sinning so grossly against Almighty God. They're so arrogant and haughty in spirit, and they're living in darkness that God finally washes his hands of them, and he gives them up, he gives them up, he gives them over. God does that. Washes his hands of an individual. Satan comes right on in. Nothing is stopping Satan. Nothing is stopping the demons, okay, from occupying that space which God was pushing back. Meaning God is a restraining power on everybody, okay, on lost as well as saved people. A person decides to live in darkness by their own choices and decision and to basically spit on God, spit on grace, His mercy, His love, everything that God has done and just ignore that and their life is just abhorrent to Almighty God. He washes His hands of them. The enemy, meaning this, he's not restraining that individual any longer of the evil that has always been there, okay? He's not holding them back from what they're capable of doing, okay, to the destruction of others and their self. He washes his hands of them. Satan comes along and fills that person, okay? And it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. What ends up happening? They implode. If you look at the last part of Romans 1, it describes what happens to that person, okay? Okay, it's not pretty. They're a hater of God. They're a murderer. They're deceitful. They're wicked. They're in darkness. It's just all of these different things, okay? And when you understand your position in the heavenlies and your position here on earth in Christ, you are not fighting from a deficit. 
You understand? You're not trying to fight. Why? God's already fought. God's already won. Jesus won the battle. I'm standing firm. That's what Ephesians 6, 12. I'm withstanding his assault, his attack. See, the Bible tells us to put on the helmet of salvation. What does that do? It protects my mind. The mind is the battlefield. I put on the breastplate of righteousness. What is that? It protects my emotion. The girdle of truth. What is that? It's God's truth, not Satan's deceptions. I put on the sandals of peace. Friends, watch this. I'm a peacemaker. I'm not putting a hole in this guy. I'm not ready to take my edge weapon and slice his throat. No, what I am is a peacemaker. I'm going to defuse the situation. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. I'm praying for that individual that's lost as the day is long and living in darkness and incorporate a life that's going to take him directly to the gates of hell. Okay? I pick up the sword of the Spirit. What is that? That's the Word of God. That's God's truth. That weapon is used offensively and defensively. As I was praying when that individual came into the weight room, I'm asking God to cover me with the blood, but I'm already covered with the blood. I'm asking God for the hedge. I already had the hedge. I'm asking God for the wall of fire. I already had the wall of fire. I'm asking God for the angels. I already had the angels. Well, if you had all of it, well, why are you asking for it? I'm praising God for it. I'm thanking God for what he's already done in my life. I'm standing as a mighty warrior in Christ. He's the host of the angel armies of heaven. I am his servant that is not worthy to untie or unlatch his shoes. Lastly, the text is telling us and Paul's telling us and God is telling us through Paul, pick up the shield, baby. And you're like, what is that? The shield of faith. See, I'm standing strong because of my belief in God. My belief in Jesus, the conqueror, the king of kings, the lord of lords, his spirit. See, the shield, it quenches, okay, the darts of doubt and unbelief. Who's shooting those darts at me? Satan. Satan wants to get me in fear. Satan wants to get me agitated. Satan wants me to be proactive, okay? Here's the thing, nothing wrong with being proactive, but it's always on your knees praying to Almighty God because the next thing after you pick up the shield of faith is pray fervently. I'm praying away that demon, that devil, that person. I'm putting such a wall of fire in front of him that he couldn't walk through the fire like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego because he's not in the beloved and he's not in Christ. He dare not, not take one step towards me, partner. Why is that? You going to shoot him at? You going to cut him? I don't know what my God will do to him. Guys, if we go to this book of Song of Solomon, okay, and we look at chapter 7, verse 10, it says this, I am my beloved and his desire is for me. What that's saying is this, I belong to God and he desires me. God the Father is my Abba. See, Jesus, when he was on earth, was always referring to the Heavenly Father as his dad, as his Abba Father. Do you understand what that? It's relationship theology, meaning this. He's close to me. He loves me. He has all of heaven's arsenal. He can speak the word and kill. He can speak the word and make alive. He can speak the word and make the blind to see, or he can take your eyes right out of your head. He's God. He can do whatever he wants. His sovereignty rules over all. Understand that. And I have a personal, personal relationship with God the Father through God the Son by way of God the Spirit. Okay? He loves me. I love him. 
I would hate to think of someone trying to hurt one of his children, what would end up taking place there. I can't put words in God's mouth, but I can tell you this. It would not be good for that individual, okay, trying to attack a citizen of heaven, a child of the living God, and someone who has surrendered their life to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. It just would not be good. Guys, let's go to some thick theology. I hope you've learned something so far. I want you to listen to this story. This isn't the first time that I've come across this demonic spirit, this demonic entity. And you're like, what are you, what are you talking about, Matt? Watch this very carefully. Watch this very carefully several years back I came across this same demonic entity the same exact same spirit okay he doesn't come around a lot in my life he's come around four times okay watch this the prior three times I faltered fear entered my heart okay I got really really afraid did God abandon me Absolutely not. God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He was with me. When I'm talking about an all-out war, I'm not kidding around. Now you're like, Matt, why are you telling me this? Watch very carefully. We are in the last days, okay? In the book of Revelation, one of the judgments that's promised is the restrainer will be withdrawn. The spirit of lawlessness will take effect. And you're like, how does that affect me? It affects you greatly. Watch the nightly news. Uh, here's the thing. There has not been a day this entire week that some calamity, some psycho, some murder, some person full of darkness has not taken life in a vengeful way. Friends, we are seeing the days of Noah right before our eyes where there was murder, rape, lying, deception, thievery, all these different things. Man did what was right in his own eyes, okay? God's spirit is slowly being withdrawn because the nations have turned their back on Almighty God, His Son, His Word, His Spirit. And so God has promised this is what's going to take place and this is what's taking place, okay? So God's restraining power is being withdrawn from evil people. That which is on the inside is being manifest onto the world. And it doesn't matter who you are. You are seeing it and it can affect you, okay? What I'm seeing every single day is this, the spirit of Antichrist and the spirit of lawlessness being manifested. Now, depending, watch this very carefully, depending on where you are living around the world is how much you're seeing it. I, this might be foreign to you, and you're like, man, I don't know what you're talking about. Where I live is real peaceful. Just okay. wait. Depending on where you're living is how much you're witnessing what I'm talking about. I know you might be living on Bob's Farm Road, okay? You're, you're isolated. Consider yourself blessed as you wait for the Lord, okay? Because watch this. The cities that are known for their crime, for their darkness, for their depravity, okay, for doing what they want to do. Okay, watch this. The Spirit of the living God is going to withdraw off them first. Y you with me, okay? As the Spirit is withdrawn, the Spirit of lawlessness comes out, and it plays out throughout society. Again, watch the news. You'll see what I'm talking about. As the spirit is withdrawn, as the spirit of lawless takes effect, Satan has his way with those who don't belong to Christ. Do you see what I'm saying? There's no restraining the enemy. See, it was God's gift giving that individual sinner the time to get right with him. God was pleading through his spirit, through churches, through people, through sermons, okay? All these different things. Begging people, wanting people to get right with him, to choose the narrow path, to choose Christ, to take the free gift, but they scorned God, they ignored, ignored God. all of God. As they did, okay, the restraint is being lifted off them, the spirit of lawlessness is coming upon them, and Satan is getting a stronghold within their life, okay? And now, that which has always been there is starting to bubble out, okay? 
acts of violence, acts of rage, okay? And here's the thing, they're, they're, they're trying to restrain their inner man, meaning they'll say something abruptly and harshly, and then they go like, it's honey, I don't know what I was thinking. Because here's the thing, why is that? Satan roars around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. See, he jumps on your back. You spill it out. It's on the inside of you. It's what you are. Then he leaves. Then you go into damage control. Honey, I don't know why I said this. Or you cussed your boss out. Or you had road rage. And you felt so justified in doing all this nastiness. Are you with me? Okay? So he leaves for a little bit. Then he's roaring around because you're a target. Because you're not bought by the blood of the Lamb. Because you've never accepted Jesus Christ by faith. I if you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and He's Lord of your life and you've accepted that free gift by faith, guess what you are? You are the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. Do you understand that? You've heard that principle. You've heard that on Evangelism Sunday. I mean, you all have. But realize this. The person who does not belong to God, okay, what are they? They are the hands and feet of Satan. They are doing their Father's will. Okay, that's what Jesus said. What do we need to do? Well, the Bible says we need to be wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. We need to acknowledge the danger, acknowledge the spiritual realm around us. The feelings that we have, and now we're not dictated by feelings, but what I'm telling you is beyond a feeling. It is just the darkest dark, the most hatred, the most vile spiritual thing. It's not just you fluctuating from day to day. It is a spiritual attack upon your soul. But those who are in Christ, okay, God safeguards you. He leads you. He guides you, okay? Watch this very carefully. As you feel that darkness envelop you, you acknowledge the danger. You're prayed up. You understand that this is a spiritual attack. Sometimes God's going to get you out of there very, very quickly away from that harm. Yes, God can chop his head off with one of his angels, okay? But he may be telling you to hearken unto his still small voice. He's allowed you to feel that, okay, to get you out of harm's way. And again, you don't need to be dictated in fear. 365 times in the Bible, God is saying, fear not or do not fear. God doesn't want us fearing. He wants us standing in a position of authority in Christ. But if he leads you to get out of that situation, do so. That's wisdom. Especially with everything that's going on around the world. He may tell you to get out of a cafe and you're like, well, I'm third in line. I've waited here for five people. I want to get my coffee. Only to know that the person right behind you is strapped down with a bomb. And here's the thing. He belongs to the enemy of your soul and he's going to explode the building. You might be the only one that represents light and Christ and God is leading you out. In John 17, 15, listen to these words. It's Jesus talking. I do not ask the Father to take them out of the world, but to keep them from the evil one. Jesus acknowledges Satan and the demons, those evil entities. He understands that we are all around them. That's why we need guardian angels, okay? If I go down to the next verse in what I'm Paul's reading, writings in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 3, it reads like this, but the Lord is faithful. Who's faithful? The Lord. Your Lord is faithful. And he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. Friends, my strength, okay, is never in and of myself. The enemy of your souls would like you to think this. The fight is against me and that guy over there. Okay? That's what he wants you to think. So you will engage him hurt him, get thrown in jail. Uh, friends, you don't want to do that, okay? We're not fighting flesh and blood, but we are acknowledging that Satan uses flesh and blood. So I'm going to close here. How important is for your relationship with God to be like that? 
I mean, I'm not talking about you being perfect. I'm talking about you actually having a relationship with God where you love the Lord, where you want to obey Him, you want to follow Him, you're, li- you're living by the Spirit of the living God. How important is that in these end days? Of vital importance. It is the most important thing in all of life. People who are outside of Christ, who are not hearing the voice of God, can get hurt, can get waylaid, can get destroyed. You know it, I know it. What do I need to do? You need to do your part. Understand, God is going to protect you. God is going to safeguard you, but he requires something of you. And it's not your own strength. It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. Thus saith the Lord God of hosts. It's by relying on Almighty God, but doing it his way and relying on what he's done. The finished work of Jesus Christ. The blood. The blood. Quote the blood to the devil. He hates it because it's the blood that defeated him, that made him look like a joker, that destroyed death, hell, the grave. He was destroyed on that day in Calvary as the blood dropped down onto the ground and the blood was placed before God, the Father on the mercy seat and God accepted the penalty for our sins. It's always about the blood. Here's the thing, we're at war and if you were going to war, wouldn't you want the best weapons? And you're like, yeah, I totally would, okay? Listen, I'm telling you the best weapon against the enemy. It's the blood of Jesus Christ. It's understanding who you are positionally in Christ as a child of the living God. Understanding what Jesus did on the cross for you, your privilege your access to heaven, understanding those things. Quote the blood to the devil. He'll run and flee. He, the gates of hell shake when you mention Jesus' blood, okay? Hell is rattling. They hate that because they were defeated once and for all. And now their doom is set because of the blood of the Lamb of God. Do you know what you and I did today? We exposed the enemy. He's defeated. He's absolutely defeated, but you need to understand your position in the beloved, in Christ, in the blood. Understand what God did for you. Praise Him. Look at me. Praise Him every day of your life, okay, for what He gave up so you could live, so you could be free, so you could be forgiven, so you could be a child of the living God. Praise Him, okay? Hey, hope you like this video. This is Matt from the Man Cave.